Hi, I'm Bill Osmolsky with the McIver Institute, and welcome to the McIver Newsmakers Podcast. Congress has been conducting its impeachment inquiry into President Donald Trump behind closed doors since September. It finally allowed the public to get a first-hand look into the proceedings last week. I caught up with Congressman Brian Stile and Senator Ron Johnson at the Conservative Political Education Conference in West Dallas this past weekend to get their reaction to last week's developments. Here's Congressman Stile. Finally, the public is getting to know what you know what's going on with this impeachment inquiry. Um, everyone was kind of in the dark before this, including members of Congress. Are like, what what exactly did you know as just a, you know as a freshman member of Congress before this whole thing went public this past week? So what we saw is House Democrats working behind clo- closed doors uh, to try to impeach the President of the United States. That's pretty darn frustrating. Uh, we called for everything to be disclosed. We're still waiting on some of these transcripts uh, to finally come out. Uh, now what we see uh, is a partisan impeachment process uh, being led with limited uh, ability for the President to properly defend himself, uh, calling uh, people before uh, cameras, asking them questions. And what's so frustrating uh, more than anything is Nothing else is getting done. Mm-hmm. Uh, give you an example, USMCA, a trade agreement between Canada, Mexico, and the United States. That would pass tomorrow if we could get Nancy Pelosi to bring it to the House floor. But instead, we're spending all of our time on this impeachment circus rather than getting on with the work of the American people. What do you think is the most important thing that happened this past week, You know, what, now that the inquiry has gone public? I think what people are starting to see is what a circus uh, the Democrats are running uh, in Washington, D.C. I think what is for right out there publicly available now for everybody to see is that the Democrats are focused in on partisanship, on this partisan impeachment process, rather than on the work of the American people. I think it's obvious the House is doing almost nothing as it relates to the things that matter most to people, lowering the cost of health care, fighting the cost of prescription drugs, improving our trade agreements. Instead, Nancy Pelosi and House Democratic leadership want to take us down a path towards a partisan impeachment process less than a year to the election. It's frustrating. What's going to happen between now What's going to happen between now uh, and the time that you finally get to have a decision or have a have a vote have a vote in this whole in- impeachment inquiry? I'd like to see this whole thing end. You know, who knows what Nancy Pelosi is ultimately going to do? Uh, we'll watch her uh, move forward. We're going to have you know more testimony. We're going to have more of a circus in Washington. We're not going to see the work of the American people getting done. I think there's going to be a lot of frustration. I hope the American people start to call that out their frustration that we're not getting stuff done uh, and that we continue this uh, partisan impeachment process. All right, I'm here with uh, Senator Ron Johnson. And Senator, this impeachment uh, process has been kind of weird. Everything's been kind of behind closed doors, you know, even for members of Congress and the Senate. So what didn't you know before it went public this week? Maybe how incredibly weak the Democrats' case was, but I think I knew that ahead of time. No, I don't think we've learned anything new this week. And again, the, the, the main piece of evidence is the phone call, and there's, there's nothing certainly impeachable within that phone call. So I, I don't know where the Democrats are going with this thing. I think it's, it's unfortunate. I think people do need to understand the damage being done uh, to you know, a president of your choosing. Uh, it's going to be very difficult for world leaders to be completely candid and open in, in any of their discussions, whether on the phone or just when it, whenever there's a note taker, now that the precedent's been set that some of those transcripts are, are made public. Uh, so that's very damaging, and as we weaken executive privilege, I think the same thing is, is true for advisors of the president. If you, sometimes you want out-of-the-box thinking, something that you maybe wouldn't want in the light of day, but you just need to think imaginatively. 
uh, that'll probably be hampered as well. So we're doing some real damage to our democracy through this impeachment process. What do you think is the most significant thing that happened this past week? Again, just the fact they've got nothing. I thought uh, Representative Jordan, when he pointed out, and by the way, I, I, I respect Ambassador Taylor. I've spent time with him. Uh, but when he pointed out that and you're the star witness and, and, and there's really nothing there, I thought it was also interesting, again, with the Representative Jordan's questioning of uh, the ambassador, uh, Ivanovich, who also I don't have any beef with. But when he laid out the things that uh, Ukrainian officials uh, were saying against President Trump, you know, basically somewhat involving themselves in the election and, and asked the ambassador, did you make any you know, protest to Ukrainian officials or did you report that back to the State Department? The fact she said no, to a certain extent speaks volumes. I, I've got to believe if that was, you know, that type of activity was being carried out against Canada Clinton, uh, I think Ambassador Ivanovich might have might have said something. So again, it's just somewhat revealing. Uh, there, there is bias. Everybody has bias. Uh, I think there's definitely a leftward bias with, throughout the State Department, which is a concern to me. Where do you think this all goes from here? Uh, nowhere. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's not going to result in conviction in the Senate. I mean, I think that's pretty obvious right now. Uh, so why are the Democrats doing this? You know, we, we held a great hearing last week on the border. That's what I'm going to be talking about today. We have a serious problem. 608,000 unaccompanied children, but mainly people came in here as part of families last year. Only 100,000 had to claim credible fear. The rest were just let in, and we don't know where they are. That, that was one of the revelations of that hearing. So it's, it's an enormous problem. In May, there were 4,651 people came to this country illegally through the borders uh, a day, 4,651 a day. Now, we're down to around 1,400, but that's still a day. It's, it's way over what Secretary Jay Johnson said was a really bad day for him when he said it was 1,000. So we still have a crisis on our hand. Nobody's talking about it, and certainly Congress is, is really not moving toward legislation to actually fix the problem. Yeah, and there were tons of protests on DACA this past week. Any thoughts about the Supreme Court taking that up? Well, listen, I, I want to fix the situation of the Dreamers, but we need to fix the system as well, or it just is going to spur a whole other surge of, of people coming to this country. That's what happened with Reagan's amnesty. It, it, was, it was a signal, well, let's come in country illegally. Eventually, they'll, they'll grant us amnesty. So I, I want to fix the problem with the Dreamers, but we have to fix the problem. We have to end those incentives. We have to convert an illegal flow of immigration into a legal flow that is really tailored toward our economy so that we, we have enough workers to, to grow our economy at a robust level. Fantastic. Is there anything else, anything else that you'd like to mention while I got you here? I think we've covered the, the important stuff. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Thank you.